Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Kings Cast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly segment of Kings Podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. Uh, we are coming off of a really fun episode just last week. It was our Kingsland episode five. We brought in our guy KC Yost to talk about all things in the Kingsland Facebook group. Really fun episode. We always enjoy doing those. If you're looking for that episode or any of our other ones, you can always find those streaming wherever you get your podcast. Bringing in my co-host today, as always, Ryan, was good. What is going on? So the reason I sound so somber is because tonight is uh, the uh, first official night of Daylight Savings, which, I mean, I, I don't understand why the fuck we still do this, dude. Okay, all right, for all you people out there that have children, okay, I have a one-year-old, right? They don't know what the fuck Daylight Savings is, okay? So last night, me and Eric, you know, we had family party last night. And then after that, I went to another party at night with me and my wife, you know, and I, I indulged in some adult beverages, was up about per, per usual know. yeah okay so i was you know out till about midnight out at a, a you know a birthday party and then i come home and i go to sleep and you know my son doesn't know what daylight savings is and you know about 4 30 in the morning bright and early little guys up ready to play and dad's rolling over out of bed a little hungover um you know still a little fuzzy trying you know so if i sound a little somber that is why but also okay you know i, I could deal with the tiredness but i got absolutely booty hole raved uh, on my bets this weekend, just the all right fucking Cowboys. Okay, you tools. All right, I, I fuck. I literally, I hate the Cowboys so much. Okay, but they lost to the Broncos today, and I had, I had bet that money line. Part of a, a parlay I had going on, but those idiots. Um, and then on top of it, just to cap the shitty weekend off, the fucking Kings want to drop one to the Pacers. Okay, and I'm sure we're gonna talk about it in a minute, but. Fucking air ball from Tyrese Halliburton to end the game. What a fuck. Ugh. Luckily, they play tomorrow night, and I'm going to be there against the Suns. But Jesus, you talk about – I'm in a bad mood. Now that I just, like, put all this stuff out on the table of everything that happened this weekend, and it just really just killed my mood. Ugh. Well, thanks for thanks for bringing the episode with your, you know, your therapy session there to really just – I had to get sorrows. it out, man. I, I had to get it out because I don't want to carry it into my Monday and have a bad week, okay? So I'm just going to let it all loose here. I'm going to regroup. We're going to have a good podcast and, you know, good vibes are going to come from this. I just know why you didn't just start drinking like you usually do. You know, I don't know. Usually, right. usually you're just drinking to break in the podcast instead to see you're not. I noticed you're not drinking tonight. I don't see it at least. Okay. Oh, you have you're... one. What is, what is that? A fucking Tecate. Yeah, oh I got Tecate lights tonight. All right. Hey, cervezas, man. And then on top of it, um, I'm out of beers. I, I, all right, so Eric likes to make it look like it, like I'm an alcoholic. I don't keep beer in my house uh, Monday through Friday. 
I don't, I don't drink beer during the week. Um, so this is the last beer in my house and I'm drinking it tonight. Cause I am not going to drink. I don't drink beer Monday through Friday. Um, so I can't just have one on a Sunday night podcast. So I had a still one of my wife's Bud Light seltzers. Oh yeah. There you go. Never had one. Never had one before. I mean, I'll, I'll let you guys know. I'll give a review. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's talking about the bets. You know, I, I want to put this out there, Ryan, because I've been, I hit all week. I hit three times. I, th- I think this week on this bet. And I've been betting the I've been betting the Kings opponents in the third quarter that, like pretty much every game. And I tell you what, if you're out there, if you're betting, if you're looking for a little something juicy, I suggest that you throw some money down on the Kings opponents to basically cover uh, in the in the in the uh, in the third quarter because it's just hitting all day. Hit tonight. Hit the other night we were at the game. Let's talk about the game, right? We went to the game on Friday night. That was fun. So let's get a little more positive, I guess. That was a fun Charlotte game. game. The Charlotte yeah. game, that was a blast. We, we, we were looking forward to that. And, uh, you know, at, when, we, when you got the season tickets, kind of circling a couple games early because, you know, you sell some, you go to some. And that was one where, like, I definitely want to go check those fools out. And uh, we were saying before the game, hella just wings, hella athletic players. So we thought it would be a fun game to watch. Um, and, and it was. It was not for the uh, competitive aspect of the game that Charlotte, like, didn't really – I mean, they didn't really fucking show up, but whatever. Honestly, the Kings went ape shit. Uh, was it was it like you know a record thirty three yes. three hundred threes game hundred and forty points like twenty two threes. Buddy Hield had twenty six and was just absolutely on fire. Um, you know, Rashawn Holmes with the career night. You know, twenty and twenty game. Um, Davion Mitchell looked real good. Darren Fox bounced back a little bit. So all I think Barnes had twenty three all around. It was just a a really good good game but you know you brought up you brought up the hornets and the wings man it's it's impressive right just the the eye test watching that team warm up because it's like miles bridges six foot nine or ten or whatever the hell he is gordon hayward's listed as six eight but i'll tell you what gordon hayward's big as shit right like he was like the same size as Rashawn holmes uh kelly Oubre, tall skinny Lamelo's tall man. You don't really expect that. He's big. Uh, who else? They Terry Rozier. He's a little guy, smaller than I thought. But you know, and then Plumlee's a legit seven footer. So like, when you're looking at that starting lineup, you're like, man, these dudes got length. Fortunately, they're a bunch of freaking softies in the paint, and just let Rashawn Holmes just body them inside. So that was a plus. But um, yeah, man, we definitely, definitely had a good time that Friday night, and I was really looking forward. Lamelo Ball is as advertised. Uh, you know, might not play much defense, but that guy is as advertised on the offensive end, man. It, it was impressive. And I had, I had a great time. I put a, I had to put a tweet during the game. I was like, you know, cause we, I really, really like the little ball and it was, and I was, so I didn't want it to come across that way. So I was, you know, gave him his deal. I was like the guy can score, but he's a little baby boy. He's yeah, a little he baby is, boy he on is. the court. He you is. can tell he's, he's just, uh, but he, he shows those flashes, man, where it's like, there was a couple of plays. You're just like, Hey, that that was nice and he knocks down when he's open in the if, if he's open he's knocking down the shot yeah he dropped 20 20 something low 20s you know in the i think game. he had 30 i think he had 30 i think he yeah. i think he had like 30 and 13 yeah he <laughs> had the assist so it was a fun game but all those threes man but you know what's you know what's what was funny about that game is like 10 we're, we're 10 games in i guess right i think we're 10 after today's game and, you know, after 10 is when narratives start to form. So narratives start to form for players. They start to form for the team. Um, 
And I think a game like that, I think it's a false, uh, it's a, it, it's create, it can create a false narrative around the Kings. Cause I think one of the things for you and I, have, you know, we've said as this season, the Kings aren't a very good, sh- they're not a very good shooting team. And like, I don't think they are at least, um, it, that showed against Dallas last Sunday. That was like fucking rough, you know, and there's been a couple, tonight. yeah couple other games like that there was like early game in, against utah that opening night game i remember it was that i was at that game and um buddy didn't even play most of the fourth quarter until about the six minute mark and it was like no shots you know and so yeah and he looks at a show tonight so a game like that where they go off it kind of creates this uh you know you know how kings fans can get like one they watch one game and then all of a sudden that's the perception of the team moving forward i think so some people think Oh, the Kings are shooters and people are shooters. And I still think it's, I still think that it is uh, a definite weakness. And that game was kind of a, an anomaly. And really you said it with KC last week, you know, if it wasn't for buddy healed, man, <laughs> you know, honestly, he's, he is shooting this, this season. And a lot of that is, I think the types of shots he's getting off, you, you know, do you, what yeah, do you, what, I, I heard them. I heard them talking today. Okay, so um, I forget. It, it was. It might have been Katie Christensen talking about. Anyways, somebody during the broadcast said that they were talking to Rico Hines and asking about Buddy and 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 what's the difference between this year and and last year and all that. And he says he says that Buddy healed um, was affected by by COVID, right? Like in the whole thing of it, because it wasn't during the COVID stuff, they weren't, I, I didn't know this, but I guess they weren't allowing players to be on the court as much or something like that. And so he was saying buddy's pregame routine of getting shots up and in game day routine was off. And he said, now that he's back on his routine, he's hitting again. And it kind of makes sense. You know, who knows how valid that is, but you know, for buddy, who's definitely like a rhythm guy and, you know, if he gets hot, he gets hot. And I, I, I really think that has something to do with it. You still see him taking fast break threes. You still take him, you know, if somebody was, you know, the captain of the I hate buddy fan club, um, Aaron Nakamura, you know, he, he was like, Oh buddy, taking an early shot clock three. Yeah. That's what fucking buddy Hill does. Okay. The guy, you know, the guy leads the NBA and made three pointers. I'm pretty sure this year, you know, so I, I don't think it's as much of shot selection for him. I think it's just kind of a feel thing and, um, you know, having the opportunity to to get in a rhythm before the games. And now that things are kind of back to normal for the player. So, um, you know, he's shot, shot selection, same. I, if, if anything, if, if it is anything within the game flow, it's more him not handling the ball, right? Like he's not having to bring the ball down at or try to run the offense, but he just running around in circles, coming off screens, trying to get open. So, well, that's, that's um, what I mean right there. That's what I yeah. mean is that, is that is, is that's happening, you know, more and, and the role he's playing. And then I think that, you know, sometimes it's, I would say this too. I mean, yeah, I would credit that, but sometimes players look better when there's other fucking players on the court that can play with them. You know, that kind of yeah, means sure, that, that kind of sure. means something when you're when, you know, shit, who, who, who was the lineup last year when he would, you know, at times like we Corey always Joseph. joke. Well, we joke like Corey Joseph, it was real, you know, yeah, and, you, and, you, and you, you're, you're running out there with the son Whiteside, Corey Joseph, Buddy Heald. Um, 
you know? I can't even think right now. But just name some yeah, Stockton I, Kings players. I mean, because the lineup changed so much last year, did, so you know. But Woodard, I'm sure, was out. You know, he didn't get any minutes really. But like, yeah, I I, I can't even think off the top of my head right now. Um, who was saying? Was, yeah, that's how bad it was. Yeah, no, that's that's a very valid point. Very, very valid, valid, valid point. Real quick, let me uh, let me just just for old time's sake. Did it work? <laughs> no. That was nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. This is the Bud Light Seltzer, everybody. I've never had one, so I'm going to give you guys a review. Yeah. The, uh, but horrible. Something horrible. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> one taste. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll drink it. Horrible. The, but that's, you know, the Kings just have a better roster overall. And it, I guess, what, five and five after 10? Am I correct on that? Yeah, um, after ten. Well, let's talk a little bit about that because we were we were kind of saying going into the season like shit. It was such a tough looking stretch. Like you didn't really. I wouldn't have been surprised if it was a three and seven, four and six. Not because, not because we obviously look we look, look how close they were. Look yeah, how we, close we, they were to that. Yeah, we picked the Kings to be a playoff team, so it's it's not that we thought it'd be bad. It's just we were just trying to keep that real, and um, you know, in I hope I really hope this is a representation of what can come. Um, and, and what I mean is like, at some point they're going to have to pull off a, a, a somewhat of a winning streak. And that's really how you get that shit done. For, let's get a four game winning streak in at some point, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. that's really, that's, that's like the next level. But I would say, uh, step one of accomplishment here is that, uh, they're kind of matching wins and losses. And, and that's, that wasn't always the case in years past. And really when you're a bad team, you don't, you don't do that. You lose a couple part breakers, you know, a couple tough mm-hmm. ones, three tough ones. All of a sudden you had a bad fucking week, you know, and, and the games they did lose. I mean, there's just bad, you know, there's the explanations for them, I guess, you know, but at the end of the day, it's not like there's this, this huge problem with the Kings right now where, where it's like, they're, they're competing. They can play. They got depth. They're in, they're hanging in there. I don't think you could really complain right now at this point. And I think that's kind of good that at, we're not already like, what? Well, oh, the Kings need a fucking trade for this, this, and this. I mean, if there is one thing, I would say it's like everybody recognizes that maybe Mo Harkless is just kind of hanging out there for the time being. So Yikes. we would love to see that thing improve at some point, especially with Bagley basically getting no run. But generally, you know, it's it's – it's going all right. Um, but holy shit, Ryan. Holy fucking shit. The De'Aaron Fox, like how the how the turns have tabled, you know, isn't this how the turns <laughs> have tabled? <laughs> I, I, I said it, I said it joking. Like, you know, it's just crazy, like how uh th- did we pick him this year as like our number our one of our top players we'd have to defend? We did that in the year past, I know for sure, but Jesus Christ, man, people yes. are going crazy. Because he's not averaging 27 points a game, or whatever. And it's like, man, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's it's it sucks. It really sucks that Kingsland has decided to just bitch about deer and fox. You know, what do you think? What do you think about that after the 10? I didn't see it coming like this. I, I also didn't see him not scoring at this rate, but we had this whole conversation about off-ball fox and how and how they're he's playing in his role. And but do you did you expect this craziness to come out so quickly? Because I think well, you know how people fucking are, dude. Now that it's there, now the narrative's there for some people, it's gonna be there for for a while. And I think this is some bullshit, like you call it a storyline, but some bullshit like narrative we're gonna have to sit here and deal with for the next couple months. You know, I, I'll sit here and keep it real. Guy can't fucking shoot. 
<laughs> you know, guy can't fucking shoot and teams know that. And, you know, it, it's, a, it's something that Darren Fox has to go through. Okay. When you're, when you're a team's best player and, and every night people are going to game plan on how, to, how do we stop Darren Fox? How do we make somebody else on, on the team beat us? Um, so he, it's growing pains, man. He's got to go through that. He's got to find a way to get it done. You know, when you're that talented, okay, and, and he's shown that he is, you know, it, averaging 25 points and seven assists is no fluke uh, in the NBA. Okay, like that, you just don't have a fluke 72 Which is, games. Well, that's what I've had people fucking tell me that. Like, they've had me, they've, yeah. they've kind of made that case. I thought that was Yeah, dumb. you know, he, he, he's gotten better every single, statistically, he's gotten better every single season until now, right? And now he's drops drastically. Um, but you can, you know, you can attest that, like you said earlier, you're better players on the team, you know, um, it, it goes both ways, you know, when now that Darren Fox has guys around him, you know, it's, it's, you know, his, obviously his stats are going to go down. And I, got, long, I got, go as long as the team, as long as the team is winning. Okay. For me, I don't see, there's not, it's not really an issue for me. Okay. Kings are five and five right now. Okay, I, I think they match up well against Phoenix tomorrow night, which I'll be there. Um, I they play Phoenix well. Obviously, we just beat them last week on the game winner, but we we play Phoenix well. So there's a chance to be six and five after tomorrow night. I don't give a fuck what Darren Fox's stats are. Okay, the team's winning. You know, he's 18 and eight or whatever he's doing. I don't I, it doesn't matter to me. Go ahead. I got I, a couple something. I got a couple stats here that I think are just I don't know. I I've the this the NBA rule change I I wonder it is affecting it is affecting players like him yeah, guy can't shoot free throws anyway so it don't matter I, I know but right here uh, Damian Lillard this year mm-hmm. eight, 18 and a half points a game James Harden eighteen and a half points a game <laughs> De'Aaron Fox eighteen almost and a half points. So yeah. it, 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 there, it, I think that there, there was a big, long graphic. Like there's a lot of players that are, that are uh, struggling to hit their whatever peak average right now. Right. That's why they call it your average point total, because there's also people after 10 games who are averaging fucking 37 points a game or, you know, like HB that member, let me talk about 32 and tw- you know, he's, he's 12, averaging 20, 20, 23 and 10 both right. are career highs 10 games we, into the season you know we always say what do you say people regress to their mean to their or mean, yep. or they you know get to get to their they average really progress it, to their mean yeah it always kind of averages out yeah and, and, so, I, and I believe it will yeah and that's the thing, in totality you know there is that there is that whole thing about empty stats you know about players with uh with inflated stats on bad teams. Okay. That's a, that's a thing. Like that's a real thing. And so honest, like you said, if Darren Fox, which I still think he'll end up 22, 23 points a game this year. Yeah. me too. And that's his baseline. I mean, he still could end up being yeah. back up into the 25 range. He really could. Uh, yeah. it's, it's real early and they're definitely, so they're playing different than they, they were last year because they have bet more players, the rotations deeper. So there's an adjustment period. I mean, a lot of, veteran teams it takes them 20 something games to get to the groove of what they want to do there's a lot of different factors going at darren fox you know like you said the rule change could be a factor i don't think so because he shoots horrible from the free throw line so um but there's also you know like we said better players around him uh you know didn't the nba get a new ball this year is that a thing 
I, I think the NBA got a new ball this year too. People were talking about that, how they hate the new ball. You know, maybe he, maybe that's, I don't know, you know, but there, yeah, there is factors. Probably, he is, that's probably a reach. You know, he's, he's playing off ball more than he ever has, you know? So there's a lot of factors going into this. And, um, you know, like I said, as long as Sacramento is winning, okay. As long as they're competitive, got no issues. Okay. Yeah. You know, teams are keying in on Darren Fox, right? Teams are saying, okay, we're not going to let Darren Fox drive. Okay, we're going to make this guy shoot. And, you know, the, the the good one, what he's doing right now, and they get 18 and a half, whatever, but the great ones figure it out, and the great ones put up their stats regardless. Okay, so you're going to learn a lot from Darren Fox in the next three months from now, you know, till, till the All-Star break. You're going to learn a lot. Is De'Aaron Fox going to figure it out? Is he going to find other ways to to score? Is he going to find other ways to lead this team and and get this team into playoffs without putting up the statistical output that he that he has before? Um, we're going to see. We're going to learn a lot, man. I'm excited. You know, it, like I said, if the team was three and seven right now, De'Aaron Fox was doing this, I'd be harping all over his ass. I, I'd be the first one. You know, this is bullshit. You need to, you know. But teams 500. I don't know the last time that the team was 500 after 10 games in the NBA season. Honestly, I haven't looked it up, but it's probably been a while. Um, so, you know, I, I, like I said, I, he's going to figure it out. I'm, I'm pretty positive about that, but you can look at that for everybody. Okay. You know, uh, look at, look at Halliburton, his, his stats are down, you know, it's, you know, buddy's buddy stats are up. HB's playing up. Rashawn Holmes has done about what Rashawn Holmes does. Um, and you brought up some good points with James Harden and Damian Lillard. So, um, it's good that he's not the only one, you know, but when people, you know, when, when people see you get paid a hundred million dollars, they expect, you know, 25 and 10 for every single game. And if you do not do that, we're going to trade you. We want our money back. That's how the Kings fans are. So yeah, they're um, crazy. He's going to, he's going to figure out. I saw somebody today, you know, Matt Mossman. Okay. Shout out to you, man. Usually, you know, you're pretty on par with what Kings cast has going on and you've gave us great reviews and stuff, but I saw you post a meme today with the change my mind guy. Okay. And it said, we need to trade Darren Fox while he still has value. Matt Mossman, I'm going to call you out, man. That's bad. <laughs> That's that, that makes no sense. You know, it's Deer and Fox. He's 23 years old. You have him under contract. Okay. It's, it's fine. Slowly roll. We're five and five, 10 games into the season, man. Talk to us at the all-star break. Well, this is the over the overreaction we had a good conversation with kc last week about the overreaction thing and that's that's the thing about the nba is it's hell it's a hell of freaking long season it's it's so long and there's it, it, you know it goes yeah we go up and down we always try to preach people to not get too high not get too low it's kind of a little saying yeah we've developed on here um so i you know it's, you just start to develop trends and narratives that you start to pay attention to and 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 that's really what this part of the season's for um the one thing that's been that was kind of weird is that finally for the first time in like two and a half years, I guess, or two years and 10 games, uh, Rashawn Holmes, people actually said something negative about Rashawn Holmes and Kingsley. And, and I thought that was really? funny. Yeah, they were. Well, it was a couple of games ago when he when Alex Len came in. It was the I went to the game on Wednesday. Who they play Wednesday? I can't even remember, dude. That's see, that's I, that's how you know. Like we've been going to a lot of games and watching a lot of games because I don't even remember the game. I went. It was to. a shit New Orleans. You and you and uh you and D Fresh New Orleans. That, that's right. Yeah. So we went to the New Orleans game and then Alex Len came in because uh, Sean Holmes threw his headband in the crowd and people. I was you know I will say people were like 
wondering why he got ejected for that. But like, that's the malice in the palace shit, bro. You can't be throwing your sweaty ass headband. I don't give a fuck. If dude, if I got smacked in the face with Rashawn Holmes' headband, best believe I'd be fucking pissed. So you know honestly. who you know who'd be hella happy? Our boy Chris Laird. Oh, dude, Chris would <laughs> shout take out it. Chris. Chris Laird would get hit with the sweatband. Chris would take he'd it. ring it out in his mouth. In his mouth, he'd totally he take it. He'd, he'd <laughs> ring the juices out in his mouth. Or Sean Holmes ones, and then and then he would tag us on Facebook and be super ecstatic about it. Shout out Chris Laird, man, good dude. Yeah, you know what's hilarious is like, uh, you know, well, okay, but let me finish my thought though. Okay, because I was gonna tell something funny. So, but you know, Alex <laughs> Lane comes in and and, and then. People all of a sudden, all of a sudden, like, oh, you know, Rashawn Holmes, this is the thing. Rashawn Holmes can't, is, isn't the big body we need. He isn't the rebound. I'm like, no fucking shit, guys. We've been telling you this for two years. We've been telling you for yeah. two years he can't rebound. Like, but that was the thing when they then they signed him and when they ended up not trading him last year and we went to the offices. And that was what we kept telling everybody, right, Ryan? It was, it was like. Let's, let's context real quick. Okay, context. Because before you start going off on it, it's not that he can't rebound. He is a pretty damn good rebounder against guys his own size right like you know when like look at tonight man you know the pacers combined the big man combined for 29 points and 25 rebounds you know where where was Rashawn Holmes tonight nowhere to be found right so you know people are saying oh he had 20 rebounds you can't say he can't rebound he can rebound against you know guys who are in the bottom half of the NBA at their position and uh, for starters and um, you know guys that just aren't true centers but if you're a true center like miles turner is tonight and you came in he just physically dominated Rashawn Holmes. so sorry to interrupt you no that was actually really good context i'm glad i'm actually glad that you said that because it is yes that's all that's all true and he and he has this he does have this he's a weird player that way you know he's a weird player in that when he when they when the kings go against some whack front courts or some small ball kind of teams the guy he really he gets loose, but when he, he when loose, he man he dominates. when he goes up against uh real front courts, real players, it's like he really it, it, his averageness shows. And Jonas Valanciunas in two games did that to him. Rudy Gobert in two games Rudy, done that. Rudy, to him. Rudy Gobert is averaging uh, twenty rebounds a game against the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, and, and, he, then, and he's going to be in town uh, in two Saturdays from now again. Yeah. So Sabonis and is it was the eight and I'm assuming Aiton's healthy. So I'm curious to see that game tomorrow. So against those ones, it's you know, but but it's not a hate thing. It's just we've we've circled around this. We've done episodes on this. We've talked about it nauseum for two years. We kind of told everybody like, okay, if you choose to play that guy at center, then you accept that he's going to guard the perimeter. He's going to be able to run the pick and roll. He's going to be able to kind of do, you know, have some nice dunks. He's going to block some shots and he's going to have good rebounding games. It's smaller. But when it comes against teams that are bigger and teams that play inside, that's where he lacks it. And it's that was always the thing about the the Rashawn Holmes overdoing it type of crowd. It, they always neglected that like it didn't exist ever, that negative part. And they only focus on the positive. And there's two sides to it with him. And, uh, you know, like tonight, the Kings had a lack of rebounding issue tonight because the team just generally is not is not is not big. And, you know, they go out there and try to run small with everybody. I mean, the three they got people talk about three guard lineups going into the year. And Jesus, it's like three guard lineups all over the place. It's not just three guard lineups at the start. It's three guards all over the place. I mean, and really, Davion Mitchell's playing a lot more minutes than I thought he was going to play, I think. Um, it, or at least he seems that it seems that way. 
So, which is not a bad thing. I'm not saying that, but it, it, it's just a small team is, is my point. And so, um, Miles Turner, though. Hey, fucking Miles Turner, dude, looks dope as hell. I like Miles Turner. I just hook him horns anytime, Ryan. Yeah, you we've, I mean? we've been saying that. We've been, it, it was, you know, and, and people, Miles Turner isn't known to be a rebounder, you know, but, you know, this year, 14.7, eight rebounds a game, leads the NBA in block shots. Dude, okay, when you, I, if you lead the I, NBA in block tonight, shots so tonight, Darren. Yeah. That's something to be said. De'Aaron Fox tonight tried to dunk on Miles Turner. Okay, I don't know if you saw that, Mm -hmm. but De'Aaron Fox came through the lane and tried to throw it down, and I saw it open up, right? And I was like, oh, no. No, 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 no. What are you doing, right? And Miles Turner just packed that shit back, and I was just like, dude, Miles, he's God, man. And he shoots the three. Well, that's what I was going to say. This is why I think he's he's 40%. Him and Rashawn Holmes could play together. They They could play together, dude. I watch. Yeah. I I specifically watch Miles Turner's game tonight. To be like, okay, where would he fit? How would he fit with the Kings? This dude sits on the perimeter. Him and Rashawn Holmes would be awesome together, dude. I think that's the missing piece, man, right there. I'm not saying that makes them a championship contender, but that makes them very competitive with any team. Um, I, I love his game, and I, I don't think. I mean, he, there's been trade rumors with him, but I, he ain't coming to sack, dude. He's shooting. For, he's shooting he's on my wish list. He's shooting forty-one percent this you know? year from three and yeah i have to say any guy it's like the old nba lives back in the day when we were kids you know they had the swat hand like a swat hand and yeah. a three would have been is like that's super rare you don't you never really get both you know both of that yeah. you know um i guess ryan looking ahead to tomorrow you're gonna be at that game oh. um okay i'm gonna say this about the i'm gonna say this ryan and I, I don't really give a shit i'm gonna just say this I think we should talk about our fan experience a little bit just because people listen to us not maybe not have got they haven't gone to a game yet. They might be looking to a game. How's the how's the game experience been for you? I think it's been cool. The mass shit is really pissing me off, though. Um, and I just don't like that generally, you know, and it bothers you. But um, I don't know, man. Has that bothered you as, as much going to the games? You um, know, because it. You- it bothered me yesterday because, or when we when did we go? Friday. 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 It bothered me Friday more than it has before because um, I feel like they've stepped their efforts up to try to crack down on the masks, but they pick and choose who they want to tell to put masks on and who they don't. So, you know, like me, I'm just an average looking white guy. I got told to put my mask on about five times. They walk in around. I had my mask on just, you know, I was, I had a beer in my hand anyways. But, you know, I started noticing when I started looking around, they don't really tell females to put their masks on and they tend to not tell dudes with tattoos on their faces to put their masks on. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, take it for what that is, you know, but I, 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 I've kind of chalked it up to it. Maybe, you know, I'm just not that intimidating of a looking fella, you know, that's a funny way to put it. So it was average looking like, hey. Put your mask on. <laughs> so I went to, you know, I went to the game Wednesday with the with the artist formerly known as D, uh, Kings Cast D Fresh, and uh, he was walking in, and and he was wearing one of those those uh, those you know just the blue cloth, blue like medical ones. ones. That, yeah, that everybody ones. fucking everybody wears. And 
he's he's uh he's checking in like everything and like sir you can't wear that and he's like well it's just a, it's a mask like everybody else's you know like no you can't wear that and we turn and three workers checking people and we're literally wearing the same fucking mask <laughs> as he was wearing and i pointed to the guy and i go dude he's literally wearing that mask he's like no he can't wear it and and that's just just irritating i mean i get it you know i don't i try to give people a hard time but it's the shit we're living in right now you gotta deal with it right like and it's not like we're not trying to wear our mask around there, but it's just it's just funny. And I thought I wanted to bring it up because, you know, people listen to us and, and, and the whole fan experience. They are checking in to go into the arena too. you know, they're checking their cards mm-hmm. on shit and they're doing that. And then um, and then I had a bad food experience this week. So I'll leave I'll leave that down. But generally, though, the place is smacking. The place is fucking smacking. People are having Friday a really night, good time. Friday night. It was freaking it was fucking popping Friday night, dude. Yeah, that's Charlotte. That's Charlotte Hornets game was fucking popping dude people there was hella people dude kings were hitting hella threes it was a good ass time man so i know going tomorrow night it's phoenix so that's better but it's not going to be as it's not going to be as popping in there so uh you know that definitely man if you guys can get out to a game on a friday saturday night the vibe is much better i I tried to look today um i didn't go to the game today um, you know, I had family pictures this afternoon and stuff, you know, got to get our Christmas card stuff done early. Um, but I, I watched the game and I was trying to pay attention to the stance. Was there a lot of people in that place was fucking empty. So it, it's looking like it's trending towards Friday. Saturday nights are much better regardless of a point of opponent to be at. Tickets, tickets are cheap too for, for those games. All right. So hey, hey, hit, hit, hit me up real quick. Let me plug my tickets, man. Hit me up for all your ticket needs. Okay, guys. I, hey, I'll hook you guys up. Hey, right. Just, you know, if you're, especially if you're a Kingsland person, hit me up. I'll give you guys a good price. <laughs> Had a throw yeah, there you go. Wow. I'll give you a good price for your tickets. Good price. Good price. All right. Looking ahead, looking ahead to tomorrow. Uh, Ryan, Robert Woodard's out with the hamstring tomorrow. So that's going to be, oh. be a fucking huge factor. Gosh, online. damn it. I know, dude. I can't believe it. Okay, so hey, the Kings. Let's let's do a little, little betting talk. Um, so the 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 Kings are dogs, but it's only two and a half. So Phoenix minus two and a half. Man, I'm staying. I, away. I don't know. I know. I'm, I'm kind of. St- I'm staying away from that one. This is too emotional. Um, I don't have the over under on this one. The over under on the last couple has been around 220, 222. I've been what is, seeing. What is it? Is it? What is it? To, what is it tomorrow? It doesn't say. I, I pulled it up on on Bleacher Report, and it doesn't. It doesn't up, say. Let me bring it up on the site real quick. Hold on. Today, though, it, it was definitely the under. The under. The over the under today was at two twenty two, and and it, you know ninety four ninety one was the under. A lot of the games have hit the under, besides that one on Friday, and we kind of expect that just because Charlotte plays no fucking kinds of all kinds of defense, you know. Um, NBA. I'm gonna just talk a couple things. I'm look as I'm looking at Bleacher Report, Ryan, like. NBA all around the Warriors hot start. So Warriors eight and one, you know, they're looking good. I, I expect them to be good jazz Mavericks. You know, everybody else is kind of floating around this little 500 marker, literally all the way down to the Lakers at 10. So uh, honestly, like keep, keep doing what they're doing. The Kings are going to be, can we think of this? Hey, the Sixers without Ben Simmons, though, eight and two still up there. Yeah, so, Hey, they got a dude, you know, Tobias Harris is, is still around. Seth Curry's there. And then you have the best center in the NBA, man. Like you, you know, got dudes still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you, did you get those numbers up yet or no? Nope. Let me look. All right. I keep, gotta keep scrolling. Anyways, yeah. I, I would stay away from betting for the Kings tomorrow. Unless like Eric said, third quarter. Yeah. <laughs> third quarter. You bet. That's, that's the tips. Um, bet that. 
Um, well, shit, Ryan, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to cap it off, dude, just because we had a, I mean, it's been a fun weekend, a long weekend. And I, I, th- I thought it'd be a good idea just to come on here and just to do this, especially after the game. It was a little, dis- it was a little disappointing. And, and I will say this, Ryan, people like, Oh, we got to, these are games we have to win. You like to see the Kings win these, these one Eastern conference team coming a later game on, on the road. Uh, you really were in it. They got into a big hole, but I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not going to hang on every fucking game and get all emotional about it. You know? It, yeah, and the thing about the Pacers, yeah, they're off to a rough start. Pacers will be around at the end of the season, right? Like, they're missing some guys. Okay, new head coach. You know, like, they're the Pacers, you know, Karis LeVert's still trying to get his legs under him after last year's incident where, you know, life-changing heart thing that he had going on. And um, Malcolm Brogdon's still, you know, he's not around. And, the, you know, Rick Carlisle's new and – the Pacers got dudes, man. They have the the their front court duo of Demontis Sabonis and Miles Turner are formidable. Like that is one of the better combos in the NBA in the front court. And um, Pacers are a very good team. You know, it, it's about you know taking care of the Pelicans. That's good. That's what you want to see. Take care of the Pelicans. Home. Take care of Charlotte. But that Indiana team's a bad matchup. I knew going in. That's why I didn't bet the Kings today. That it's a bad matchup for Sacramento just because the front court. It's opposite, right? You know, Sacramento wants to play small. They want to play three guard lineups. And you know, when when Indiana is rolling in there with Sabonis and Miles Turner, and they're just saying, "Hey, we're just going to overpower you, right? We're just going to hold down the paint. And we're going to make you guys shoot from the outside, and it works." So uh, for me, that's a bad matchup. And um, you know, everyone's saying, "Well, like you said, we we got to win these games." Yeah, Indiana's better in the record, right? We forget that it's only ten games into the season, you know. So. Um, yeah, I'm I'm encouraged though, man. I really think, you know, I told you not to bet on on tomorrow night, but I think Sacramento. I know Sacramento matches up well against Phoenix, and I think they're going to beat them. Yeah, the uh, I would say the last shot was kind of funky today. We didn't really spend a lot of time on tonight's game, but the the, the last shot was really funky. I mean, five seconds left, and the best they got was this deep Tyrese Halliburton sh- shot. I, you know, the thing I'm gonna I know I told it. I, like, I'm gonna say this. People like to think Tyrese Halliburton is like is this real sharpshooter. I don't think he is. I'm gonna say he's not. I think he. I've said he's a very opportunistic shooter. He can hit an open shot, but he's not like money. You know what I mean? He's not like knockdown money. It's like he's not pulling catch, up. He's not pulling up like uh, 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 rhythm pull up. It's just not what he's doing. And so that shot that was a little weird with with that much time left. That's all they can get open. I don't know that 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 one bothered me. That's all I wanted. I didn't spend too much time, but it did bother me. This is very interesting, real quick. I, you know, uh, Halliburton last year, thirteen even, right? Three rebounds, five point three assists. This year, through ten games, thirteen point two, three point six, and five point four assists. So same assist, same rebounds, same points. Interesting. Well, dude, playing, last playing, two, playing two more minutes a, a game too. Well, very, yeah, very consistent. I didn't. We we told everybody that though. We told everybody it wasn't going to. Everyone expected. Everyone thought that there was going to be this huge jump. There isn't this huge jump all the time. I mean, he played thirty minutes last year. It's not like people have this misconception because he didn't start every game that he did. He played twenty four minutes or something. Twenty two minutes. Like the guy played thirty minutes last year. Yeah. It's it's kind of what happened with Bogdanovich. He played thirty minutes and he's playing thirty two this year. When Bogdanovich got into the starting lineup a couple of years ago, his stats didn't just didn't go up. But it's like, yeah, like because he was already playing a lot of minutes, he was already kind of doing the same thing. But I don't know, man. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna refrain from getting too opinionated about one thing or another. I just wanted to 
mentioned that that last shot was kind of kind of dorky but you know what you're in that position fuck it you shouldn't be in that position anyway um in a game like that so hey guys we appreciate you listening in if you ever want to interact or be a part of the show you can always do so by tagging us you can find ryan and I on twitter and facebook at kingscast eric and kingscast ryan active on our group kingsland so check that out please if you want to support kingscast the best way to do so is to slide down on apple Podcasts after the show and throw us a five-star review if you're feeling that um or just let us know on twitter we do appreciate that it helps us find more kings listeners just like you um, so um with that for ryan this is eric go kings thanks This episode was brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop, 209's headiest smoke shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 for a view of all of their awesome inventory. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.